what is it? Evening. Good evening. <laughs> Second sermon for the day. Are you excited about the word church? Thanks for the two, one in the back. Um, uh, I would love to encourage you just into that space where into our internship space, we launch it next year and uh, it's going to be phenomenal. Um, if you know of young people that has maybe a heart for ministry, maybe they don't know what to do next year, um, maybe there's a call on their life and you know, we would love to develop them as uh, leaders within the community, but also as church planters uh, and put them on the right pathway and help them with that journey of planting churches, because this is what the city needs, is more life-giving churches, right? Thanks for nobody's response to that, but great. Uh, we are, I've been preaching this morning on a message uh, about faith and faith for the future, and um, to have faith for the future, but there's also this season in our lives that, that we have, and, and that is called the waiting season, because see, there's, there's, there's different seasons in, in our life. There's, there's, there's this prayer time that we go into as, as, as people where, where we're in, in a posture of prayer, and if, if I can do the hands, we, we are in this posture or in knees down posture, uh, and, and we're in that season where, where we trust in God, so we, we go into this posture of prayer. But between prayer and breakthrough where, where hands is in the air and you can scream hallelujah and, and, and you rejoice in, in what you've received from God, between these two postures, there's a waiting season. Sometimes it's, it's, it's short, sometimes it's long. Uh, and I mean, for God, this is, this is the truth of the Bible, is, is a day can be as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. And, and, and that's not really encouraging, I know, but that's the truth. But what do we do when we're in this season? When, when, when we go from here, God, we're trusting you to speak to us. We are trusting you for breakthrough. We are trusting you that, we, that, that you answer our prayers. And in this season, in the waiting season, till we're hands in the air praising him for the breakthrough, what do we do in the waiting season? And that brings me to, to my title is work your wait. Not your wait, your waiting season. That, that, oh. English. Work the waiting season. You have to work your waiting season. Don't, don't, maybe this is a better translation to my title. Don't waste the waiting season. Don't waste the waiting season. And I want to share a story out of Daniel 10 from verse 11. And, and just to give context here, this is 600 years before Christ. Uh, Israel were in exile at the time. Daniel actually stood strong in his own faith. Amazing how he had so much influence in, in this time. And, uh, but he stood strong in, in his own faith and culture uh, by not conforming and being conformed to, to this new culture and this new world system that's introduced to him. And we're in Daniel 10 
where they are in a transition period. Uh, they are in this transition period, and, and he has this burden on him for his people, and, and he is carrying this burden for his people in, in this period. And, and that they were in a waiting period to transition out of Babylon, out of this, this exile uh, situation that they were in, and, and everyone has these waiting seasons that we go through. And Daniel carried the weight, and the weight for his people. And as he's carrying this weight, he turns to prayer. He turns to prayer, and, and for 21 days, Daniel prayed, but nothing happened. And then the angel, angel appeared to him, and, and that's where we find ourselves in the story of Daniel 10, verse 11. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. It says the following. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are, a very you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I've been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up still trembling. Then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Just live yourself into this situation. I always find humor in the Bible. But it just, there's a guy appearing to him. He's in exile. He is not allowed to pray. And suddenly someone appears to him. An angel appears to him. Don't be afraid. I mean, what's going through your mind? Uh, he's, he's trembling. He's, he's absolutely shaking. And the, and the angel said to him, Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself uh, before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. A fascinating story about, about how Daniel prayed for 21 days, the angel wants to come and help him. And in the spiritual realm, he, he couldn't get past this prince of Persia because there was blockage. And this prince of Persia was trying to block him. And, and he's struggling for 21 days to, to get past. Hey, hey, I need to be somewhere. I need to be somewhere. It's like when you want to go to, to, to Jindalee's side and, and I, I'm not sure what's happening on that bridge, but once a week... There's a blockage of some sort, and, and, and it feels like ages. This is what the angel is telling him. Hey, hey I, I was on my way to you. Something happened. Something tried to block me to come and answer your prayer. And actually, in this story and in this, this couple of verses, there's a framework that Daniel gives us to who God is, one, and two, to what we need to do in our waiting period. But before we know what to do in our waiting period and how not to waste our waiting period, 
we, we need to set a couple of things and, and say a couple of things to each other so that we just set our theology right tonight. And, and maybe you're asking, what do you mean about theology? What do, you, what do you mean about... Theology is just what do you believe about God? And, and, and what we need to discuss tonight is our theology when it comes to prayer. Our theology, what we believe about prayer. And, and I know it, it can be daunting and it can be very Bible schoolish language, but that's what theology means. It's just what do you believe about your God? Or our God. And what do you believe? And, and I just want to lay the framework for our theology tonight before we can go further to understand how do we not waste our wait? How can we work while we're waiting? So here's the first truth that we need to understand when it comes, when it comes to prayer and, and, and what we need to know is truth number one is God hears our prayers. Church, you need to know this truth. He hears our prayers. Daniel 10, 12, he says, Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. Meaning God heard your request. He's hearing our prayers. And that's the truth that you need to know tonight and need to believe in. He is hearing your prayers. He can hear your prayers. Psalm 18.6 says, But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. So our first truth about this theology of prayer is God hears our prayers. And, and when we reflect on this uh, we, we need to understand the God of miracles, church, hears our prayers. Not just any God, our God. Our God hears our prayers, and He cares for us, His children. He knows our voices. He can hear them. It's like when, when you have small kids and you tuck them into bed, especially when, when they share a room when they share a room and you tuck them into bed and you, and you say to them good night, our last, after, after all the prayer, uh, our last words normally are, go to sleep now and don't talk to each other. Right? And then you go out the room and you, you know you don't give 10 steps further because they think you can't hear them. But they go... Hey, stop talking. We just said to you, don't talk to each other. But how did you hear us? Because we know your voice. We can hear you. We, and how do we do it as parents? We are attentive to our children's voice. We know when they speak to each other. We know when it's their cry. We know when it's them that's screaming out or talking to each other because as parents, we are very attentive to the, to, the, to the voices of our own children. So is our God, who is our Father. He's attentive to our voice. He hears our prayers, church. Second truth that we need to understand and need to just solidify and know 
is that God answers our prayers. He answers our prayers. The problem for us is the generation that we are and this world that we live in is an absolute insta generation. And I've said it a couple of times already, but you have to hear it and maybe just from fresh ears and fresh, fresh perspective is, is we, we, we are instant generation, but we still serve a crockpot God. God is awesomely slow, but he's never too late. And he, he's answering our prayers, church. But we want it now, very quickly. And things need to happen. And we get frustrated when things work slowly. I mean, when we are on Netflix and that thing starts to buffer. What do I, I'm checking new packages on who, better services. Better, I'm going to watch the Formula One tonight. It better not buffer. I want to see Max Verstappen win the world championship. It better not buffer. And if it buffer, what do we do? We get frustrated. Because it's not quick enough. Where's our answer? We need God hears our prayer, number one, but God also answers our prayer. Daniel says in, 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 in the second part of verse 12, he says, I have come in answer to your prayers. God answers our prayers. 1 John 5, 15 says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. He hears us and he answers our prayer, but not necessarily in our expected time. Sometimes we're in this posture here and we don't know what to do here and, and then we don't know and, and we, we, we don't trust the time that goes by and we're not sure why is it taking so long to get from this posture to this posture and, and is he hearing us? But I want to tell you the truth tonight. God hears your prayers. He hears your prayers. Matthew 7, 11 uh, says, if you then though, you are, uh, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? He hears our prayers. And it's not always in our time, but he still hears your prayers. Third truth, third, third truth is this, God uses our weight. This waiting season, this, this frustrating season. And how frustrating can it be, church? Come on, let's be honest. It's a church, this. How it, it can be frustrating. Let's, let's be Australian. It can be frustrating as. <laughs> I never know what comes after that, but as. And it's one S, just for those who's wondering. But this is core to who God is. This is core. God uses our weight. He will never waste your waiting season. He will never. And, and that's the beauty, especially when it happens. And, and that's the moment where you can, where you, it's, it's feeling like it happened. And then you can go into the rear view mirror and go, oh, that is why. 
That is why it had to take so long for that to get in place for that. And I, come on, let's just be honest for a moment. How many of you know that it took sometimes so long and then when you look back or look into the rearview mirror, you go, oh, that is why it happened. That is why we couldn't have it that time or that time. God will never waste your weight, church. This is the truth. He uses your weight. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. This is the word. And we know that in all things, all things, even in the waiting period, God uses our waiting period. He uses it. But when God is doing something great, you need to know this, there's going to be a fight. When God is up to something great in your life, there's going to be a fight. And in the story of Daniel, we see it and he referenced it in Daniel 10, 13. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. The devil doesn't want you to succeed in life, church. He doesn't want you to experience God's promises. He doesn't want you to have what you've asked for. And there's going to be a fight, especially the greater the promise, the greater the fight he's going to set up. And he's going to keep up the fight, church. Why? Because he wants to take you out of the process that's happening while you're in the waiting season. Because for every waiting season, you have to understand there's a process that goes through you and is working in you and with you. And all of us need to, to understand that process. We need to. It's like Samuel's mum always came at the beginning of the year and, and gave him a, big, a bigger robe than, than that he was. He was a little boy, so his mom would come, make him a robe bigger than that, that he was. Whatever the English words is there. Lost, lost. So if he's a little boy, mom would come, so let me just help me translate this to you and help myself. Mom would come, give him a robe. The robe is too big. It's always too big at the beginning of the year. But Samuel will grow up into his robe. And then the robe fits. And at the end of the year, the robe fits comfortably. He understands the process. There was a growing process into the robe. But then the next year comes. Now he's a little bigger boy. Mom comes, even a bigger robe. Because why? She knows he needs to grow into the robe. And sometimes there's a, there's a waiting season for us. We, we receive the promise. We pray about the promise. We understand. We can see it. We can touch it almost. But then there's a waiting season. Why? Because sometimes the promise is too big for us to handle in that season. And we need to go through a season of growth so that we can understand and control and, and actually just um, steward the promise better than that season where we were not ready yet. We need to understand that there's a process and, and, and there's doubt is coming in that process. Fear is coming in that process. Why? Because the devil wants to get you out of the process. 
He wants to get you out of the process, but God will use your wait. Now I want to encourage you, don't waste the waiting season. Don't waste the waiting season. It's not a great season to be in always, but don't waste your waiting season. Psalm, Psalm 130 says the following, verse 1 to 6. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry f- uh, for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can with reverence serve you. I wait for the Lord. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. And then he repeats it, more than watchmen wait for the morning. We have to learn how to not waste and receive what he wants us to receive. And he's referencing, David is referencing here, he says more than watchmen is waiting. Watchmen were, were, were standing guard and, and in the, through the middle of the night in their season, they were standing guard. They had an expectation for dawn. They have an expectation for what's coming because they know the blessing is when, when, when the sun starts to rise. They know every new day is a blessing. That's why they wait expecta- with an expectation there's a new sunrise coming. They don't waste their wait. They are, they, there's an expectation God is up to something. It's taking longer, so the promise is bigger. It's taking longer, so the fight is going to be bigger, but, but there's an expectation growing. I'm not going to waste this season. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to work this expectation, and I'll know that something great is going to happen. So here's three ways, and I'm ending off. Three ways how you don't waste your waiting season. I want to give you just three ways. What, what do I do, Zalvin? When it's taking so long, how do I not waste the season that I'm in? Number one, number one is focus on his ways. Focus on the Lord's ways, how he, how he does it. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for we, for he who promised is, promised it is faithful. Focus on the ways of the Lord. In, in this season that you are, if, you, if you're trusting him for breakthrough, focus on his way. Focus how he does things. Just his, his love, his kindness, his merciful. Just, just take a moment and focus on his ways. He's our master. He's the first and the last, and he will not disappoint you. Focus on, on, on who he is in this waiting season. 24, verse 24 goes on and says, And let us consider how we may spur on one another uh, on toward love and good 
deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, meaning he's encouraging us to come together to church and to, to small groups, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Your day is approaching, but while you wait, focus on his ways. While you wait, the writer also tells us, don't do it alone. Don't do life alone. Get into a small group. I know it's December now, but next year, get into a small group. That's probably the best way you can wait your season, is to wait with people. It's where you can encourage one another. Say, hey, God is faithful. Don't give up. Don't give up and don't waste this wait. Let's just focus on the ways of God and how he's doing it. But don't waste this season. Secondly, and James, you can come up so long. Secondly, focus on his word. While you're in a waiting season, while you're in this waiting season, if, if this is the posture and you, you, you're not sure when you, when you can get to this season, while you're here, focus on his word. 1 John 5, uh, 14 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. How do we know what the will of God is? It's in the word of God. Read his word, church. His will is in his word. And get a word, and while you're getting a word, attach that word to your waiting season. Pastor Pat was a bit sick this week, and so I was alone at the office, and um, it was a frustrating week. Frustrating I have been crying this week, my eyes out, and, and I can let you know now because I've, I'm done crying. <laughs> it's just, we had such, such an expectation that, that um, the, my in-laws, mom and dad, Mika's mom and dad, would come for Christmas. I mean, everything started to open up and just the expectation. And suddenly this, it's, it's just, Omicron, new variant, shut the borders. And, and, and you know what that does? Especially in a new country, it's, it's not easy. It's not. I'm sitting alone in the office. Nobody there bawling my eyes out. I'm like, God, I'm in exile it's not that bad, really. I was. <laughs> but in that time, Wednesday and Thursday, it's quiet, it's looking around. Felt like, it just felt like a year's past in that two days. Time couldn't pass any quicker. And just frustrating building up and. And I got a call because I, was, I had to go through documents because I, we, we, through ARC, which is Association of Relational Churches, we train church pastors. And I'm busy training a pastor online because he's in Japan and he's coming to Australia and he's going to plant a church next year. And I had to go through all these governance documents and, and just reading through that. And 
through that process, I, I'm digging up all documents, going through my old documents and just reading through it, refresh myself. And, and in this moment, I'm just starting to cry again, Lord, why do they shut the borders? I mean, even the medical people say it, it's not that bad even. It's not that severe. Can they now up and up? Let's just get on. I'm bawling my eyes out again. And in that, in that moment, God, I, I actually just need a word now. I'm in this season. I'm in this season. And it's now a very long waiting season. Well, it felt that way. It was only two days, but it felt that way. But can you just, I just need a word for this season. Because we need to, in, in, in our waiting season, we need to focus on His Word. And once you get a word, attach it to the season. And as I'm going through my forms, I haven't read this forms in a couple of years, six years ago. I'm reading statements and, and there's, there's a verse that just springs out. It has no context. If it's, absolute, it's out of context, but it's into my context. It's just a spring out word in the moment. And God works, works that way sometimes. And it's this, Jeremiah 29, 7. Seek peace and well-being for the city where I have sent you into exile. And pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its peace and well-being, you will have peace. Seeking peace, taking this word, attaching it to my season. Get a word, focus on God's word, get a word and attach it to your season. And lastly, lastly, focus on his work. Focus on the work of God. Whenever you, you got caught out in children's church, when children's church what was taught and the little lesson and you weren't focusing and if they go hey Zalvin what's the answer then focus but I know I, I had the best trick in the book the answer is Jesus teacher is Jesus <laughs> and that's actually what it is in in our waiting season we need to focus on who he is and his work and who Jesus is just look at Jesus and look at his work in Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, and that therefore actually means we need to go back to the previous chapter because it's just going on. Therefore, since we are surrounded by, by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders uh, and the sin that so eases, easily it entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. He says, therefore, so, so we need to go back. What is the therefore, therefore? The therefore is therefore because in, in chapter 11, it was focusing on, on, on what we call the hall of fame of faith. All the big names in the Bible is referenced in chapter 11 for their faith, for their, for their perseverance. And if you think about it, 
once we go through this waiting season, a waiting season is never a wasted season. Focus on the work of Jesus and what he has done. Because if we go and look at the hall of fame of faith, we, we get to see names like Joseph and Abraham and Moses. Joseph had to wait 13 years. He was in a waiting season for 13 years. Abraham was in a waiting season for 25 years. Moses was in a waiting season for 40 years. But what we have to our disposal is that they did not have the chance to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. But as the New Testament church, we have an opportunity to be in a waiting season, but still keep our eyes on Jesus because we have an opportunity to be in a waiting season while we're in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when we are waiting, we can focus on what He has done for us and all the good things that He has done for us already, church. We are in an absolute privileged situation. Imagine the waiting season for them. They had nobody to focus on. But we can focus on the Word and the works of Jesus Christ. In the waiting season, I will focus on Jesus. I want to end off how Charles Spurgeon said it. If the Lord makes us wait, let us do so with our whole hearts. For blessed are they, are all they that wait for Him. He is worth waiting for. The waiting itself is beneficial to us. It tries faith, exercises patience, trains submission, and endears the blessing when it comes. Church, don't waste your waiting season. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And just, Lord, thank you for a waiting season. And I just want to pray, Lord, may we, may we get a word from you. May we focus on you, Lord. May we know that you are still at work while we wait. Lord, thank you for an absolute privilege to keep our eyes focused on you while we're in this season. And I pray for everyone here, Lord. May we not waste our waiting season. But Lord, thank you for the good things that's coming. And when we receive those promises, when we receive the gifts, when we receive and experience the breakthrough, may we give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.